0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Damien Barr welcoming you to another Salon exclusive, where you get to be the first to hear about the upcoming books we are most excited about, and there are a lot of books this month. Up next we've got a reading of Boy Parts by Eliza Clark, a northern literary talent who's getting loads of buzz for her debut novel. This book follows protagonist Irina. An anti-hero, narcissist, someone you are likely to love, hate, and can't get enough of in the vein of Patrick Bateman from American Psycho if he was a sarcastic millennial. Sexy, subversive, sweary, The Guardian aptly says it will make most readers howl with laughter and or shut their eyes in horror. I did both. We couldn't agree more from the excerpt we've got in store for you here. Take it away, Eliza.
1: Hi, this is Eliza Clark and I'm your reader today here at the Damien Bar Literary Salon. Um, I'll be reading from my debut novel Boy Parts, which was published by Influx Press in July. Uh, the novel is about Irina, a photographer whose career had a strong start and then failed to launch, who now stalks the streets of our native Newcastle looking for average looking men to photograph and uh, generally bend to her will. Uh, The narrative finds Irina on the cusp of reviving her career as she receives an invite to show her work at a very trendy art gallery in Hackney. This reading is taken from the third chapter of the novel, during which Irina and her friends Flo and Finch go on a night out to celebrate the news of Irina's exhibition, while one of her models, Will, is trying to coax them to come to a house party at his place. Uh, The following reading contains some fairly heavy drug use And uh, drinking and um, (laughs) foul language, so if if that's not your thing, um, you have been warned. It's gone midnight by the time we get in. I head straight to the bathroom. There's an unreal number of posh girls buzzing about. I hear one call our friend Pollyanna, like genuinely Pollyanna, a name someone chose to give their child in Britain in like 1998. Pollyanna is being asked for toilet paper, and Pollyanna can't find any. She knocks on the door while I'm pissing. There's none in here either, I'm just changing a tampon, I say. I can hear weeing though, she says. It's the pipes. I'm not going to lie about having no loo roll. Pet. Soz babe, says Pollyanna. Soz, like she's not from Surrey. That'd get her decked in another club. There's a whole spare roll in here. I hope she gets a UTI. I have a bunch of texts from Will when I check my phone. Hey, are you coming tonight? What do you drink? I'll pick something up before the family shopper closes. I'll just some spare vodka and hide it for you. Get some. Sorry, I'm quite stoned. You bring in friends? It's really cool that you're coming. All my friends think I made you up. Lol. We're at Universal Subject now, seeing what the vibe is like. If it's shit, we'll be at yours for one-ish. He texts back before I've even wiped. Yay! IDK if you're into it, but the vibe here is quite geary, like drugs and stuff. I'm sure we'll fit right in. Patronising little shit. He texts his address again, just in case I've lost it when it's like two scrolls up. I can't be bothered to rack up a line. I also have, as a general rule, a policy against doing drugs off toilet seats. It's tragic for one, but for two I've gotten stomach bugs before, and as now quite like a bout of the shits which you know you've gotten from taking coke off a dirty toilet seat. I pull the baggie out of my bra and dig a lump of coke out with my index fingernail. There is something particularly visceral about sniffing drugs off your fingernails. It's like eating rice straight out the pot with your fingers. Like the bit at the start of Temple of Doom, where Steven Spielberg's wife and Harrison Ford are getting fed by the 1980s racist caricature Indian villagers. And she's all like, ew, eating with my hands, disgusting. And he's like, this is more than these people eating a week. An apt comparison, because I bet what I've just taken is three, maybe even four times the amount of cocaine a pressed movie villagers get. You can't really romanticise a drug you're sucking off your fingers alone in a toilet stall. I'm doing it like this because I needed it to be here, not because I'm especially going to enjoy it. It does occur to me after I'm done sniffing and rubbing the remnants onto my gums, I could have just used a key. I have a second bump off my fingernail again. I've committed to it now. I deposit the baggie back in its hiding place and exit the cubicle, finding the bathroom more or less empty when I attend to my nostril in the bathroom mirror. I brush it gently, trying not to wipe the makeup off the tip of my nose. There's a girl looking at me. Those tracksuit bottoms with the buttons up the side, a cheap satin cami and heavy hoop earrings. I'm still bewildered by this act of appropriation rich white girls pretending to be poor white girls who I assume were originally appropriating 2000s hip-hop culture pretending to be rich black women. It's bizarre. I'm staring at her and she's staring at me. Not sure who started it. What? I ask. She finishes washing her hands. I start washing mine. What? You're beautiful, she says. Her pupils are huge. Thanks, Pert. Your hair is so nice. She blinks at me. Is it extensions? Nah, just good hair. Coconut oils and hot rollers, you know, I say. She nods and repeats, coconut oil, dreamily, tripping on her gleaming white airs as she walks out. I look for the others, giving the dance floor a sweep. Busier than I thought it might be. All students. What did I expect from a Monday night? All students, mostly boys, like a school disco. A few small groups of girls are clumped or coupled off already while the remaining single men shuffle dance. Clutching warm bottles of Beck's and scanning the doors to the entryway and the toilets and the smoking area as if any moment a whole horde of women could pour in and correct this dire ratio. I go to the bar. They're playing the Smiths on purpose in this post-racist Morrissey economy. I mean, there's an argument to be made that he's been racist for fucking ages and shit for even longer, and I don't know why we're all just decided now that it's bad. I watch the young white people dance badly to the bloated old racist music while I wait to get served. This is a white as fuck club, and like, I know I'm white, but there's just a lot of white people, white people in in a very small area. Like, it's just some very, very densely packed mayo, you know? Densely packed mayo, jiggling about, doesn't know what to do with its arms, doesn't know what to do with its feet, undulating loosely, barely in time with the rhythm. Hi, hi there, what are you drinking? Asks a man. He's standing more or less eye to eye with me. He has a bun buns went out almost as soon as they came in, didn't they? It's weird to see one out in the wild in this day and age. He doesn't even have a beard. Maybe he's just hot. It's a reasonable thing to do with long hair if you're hot. He's okay looking. Big. Muscular. I try to stick with men I imagine I could physically overpower if push came to shove. Do you want a shot? I'm good, I say. And he hands a shot to me, which he watches me drink. Very, very closely. White Sambuca. Cheap. And then indicates that he'd like to high-five me when I'm done. I leave him hanging. His pupils are enormous, but aren't all of our pupils enormous? I'll find you later. I'll find you in the smoking area, okay? I'll give you my number. Imagine how tall the kids would be. Rugby players. Models they'd be. I love this song. The cure is playing now. He scampers off, a lightness to his feet despite his size. I watch him swing around to just like heaven as if it was techno. Still no sign of my quote unquote friends, who I assume are in the smoking area. I finally get a drink. A string of texts from Will on my phone and one from Flo, which simply reads, smjoking outside. And I'm delighted because they just started playing the Weezer cover of Africa. Like, as if it wasn't lame enough in here already. As if the vibe could not get any whiter. And like I said, I'm aware I'm adding to this deluge of whiteness, but at least I'm local, and I'm not from the home counties, which is the whitest kind of white. Geordie girls are up there with Irish girls and Scottish girls, the the black women of white women, you know? I'm outside. Strange mix of cigarette smoke and fresh air. Quote-unquote friends huddled in the corner, Finch smoking and rolling at the same time, standing awkwardly beside Flo, while 2 studenty looking blokes chatter up. Beta males, the pair of them. But the alpha betas, the most confident of their sweaty, jittery friends who like Star Wars and think that's a personality trait. That's not even a guess, there are three more lads stood at the side of this interaction and two of them are wearing Star Wars shirts. A Darth Vader design and one simply reading, hand shot first. Hi, I say. I point to Flo. She has a boyfriend. What about you? I'm with him, I say, pointing at Finch. He glares at me. Watch out, he's very jealous. He'll kick the shit out of you. Finch is five foot six and skinny and the idea of him kicking the shit out of anyone is laughable. So laughable that I snort my hand beneath my nose to cover it up. Shut up, Irina, says Finch. She obviously isn't my girlfriend and I'm obviously not going to fight anyone. Can you believe what I have to put up with? I pout and walk over to Finch. I pluck a recently rolled cigarette from his fingers and wrap my arm around his shoulder. Light me up, babe. Finch lights the cigarette, still frowning at me. Go on, shoo, I say to the Star Wars boys. They scuttle back to the club, their obedience to being shooed like dogs, proving both their weakness and my alpha-beta hypothesis. Beta male in any form fucks off when I tell him to. Finch gives me a look. I say, well, I got them to leave, didn't I? You're so awful on coke. I'm going for a piss. He rolls his eyes at me. Don't fucking roll your eyes at me. I snap after him. He just ignores me. Hey! 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 And then he spins on his heels with a clenched jaw and a scowl. He takes a deep breath, then seems to decompress. You know what? Never mind, he says. Doesn't matter. They left. Well done. That was quite mean, Reenie says Flo. You know how insecure he is. I roll my eyes at her. Oh, come on, I was complimenting him. It's not my fault he's never had a girlfriend, is it? There are some men who literally snap their fingers off to pretend to be my boyfriend in front of some other blokes. I suck on my beer and my cigarette. He's so fucking overly sensitive. He'll be back. Okay, and we'll leave it there, I think. Um, If you'd like to find out what happens to our intrepid adventurers as they continue to traverse their gross seshy night out um do feel free to buy a copy of boy parts if you enjoyed this reading i actually read the audiobook so if you if you've liked my sort of high pitch geordie tones um that that's available on audible uh thank you very much for listening um and i think damien will be tagging me back out to close this and i'll just sort of hand it over to him very professionally as if um as if this was sort of like a news program or something damien
0: Thanks Eliza. Love those Geordie tones. And does that not sound like the coolest party anyone has ever been to? Oh, to be in university again. Grab your copy of this addictive read. Boy Parts is published by Influx Press. Signed copies are available at most Waterstones and select indies throughout the UK and you can always buy copies directly from the publisher. They love it when you do that. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon.